Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for October 17th. How is everybody? My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes, I have made some TikTok videos. Still trying to figure out the whole thing, but it is definitely fun and interesting. Um, it's definitely something different. I'm I'm an old man now because, as some of you guys know, my birthday was last week. Another year older, another year somewhat wiser, I like to think. But those young kids, that's a TikTok app, but I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. We have a great show today. I'll be talking a little bit about what's going on in the betting world, an interesting offer, a story that happened to me that I found a little funny, and also Scotty, a.k.a. Fantasy football wish list from Instagram is going to be stopping by, and him and I are just going to talk a little fantasy sports. And he's going to tell you some guys he likes, some of the guys he doesn't like. We're going to talk play callers. So, him and I are going to talk fantasy sports for about 40 minutes. So, it's a good listen. Recorded it earlier this morning. If you guys aren't following fantasy football wish list on Instagram, please make sure you do. Great follow, one of the sharper, sharper guys out there. So let's jump into my my story. So I'm here, and so I've been doing this for a while. I've been posting plays and whatnot, and I I get approached by sports books all the time. And I got approached by the sports book earlier in the week. And last time this happened, I said sure. I always said no in the past. I said sure. So I started promoting the sports book. I was like, guys, we need. To if you need to make plays here, go to this sports book. So, and I got a little referral bonus. I thought, hey, you know, I'm going to get a referral bonus. I'm, the guys that are my members, they're going to be cashing tickets. I thought it was a win-win for everybody. Well, the sports book, A, didn't give me any of my referrals that I led to them. And then B, when my members went to go cash out, they weren't paying them the stuff. So anytime I get any of these sports books that message me, I'm always very hesitant because the last thing I want to do is the people that are my members are trusting me to make them money and use my advice to get some finances. So anyway, I'm here. I am get a message from, from a book. I'm not going to name the sports book. And... I told the person, I'm like, hey, I got I got some message, I got some questions for you. And the person was like, Oh, would you be open for a call? Obviously, I'm not gonna give someone my cell phone number over social media. That's a no-brainer. Everyone knows that. So I downloaded the Google phone voice, whatever fucking app it's called. So I Googled that and I gave I I I messaged the guy back and I was like, hey, you know, here are my questions. I would like to talk to you. This is my number. When can I call you? It was my Google Plus number. The guy <laughs> replies, oh, we're not looking for any more influencers. So time out. In that little window, all of a sudden, you're not looking for any more influencers. After I <laughs> asked you all these questions, you immediately don't need anybody else. I find that insanely, insanely weird. And speaks to me anything I need to know about that book. So moving forward, 
unless this book is something I know and trust, I will never do that because I don't want to be in that situation. The last thing I want is for you guys to be cashing tickets, go to withdrawal, and you can't withdraw. Speaking of that, I what's going on with the offshore books? Bet Online went down yesterday. Bookmaker down this morning. Obviously, those places are going to be targets of attack because they're two of the most well-trusted in the industry and people are going to bet. So people are going to want to hack there and get get people's information. It's just like any other business. If you have a popular business that has a lot of intel, they're going to be under cyber attacks. These cyber attacks happen a lot more than people realize. Bet online and bookmaker are down. They're just making everything safe. I obviously, if I have an account there, the the card that I used, I would definitely monitor because there is a probability that your card may have been hacked. But it's just, it's like that in anything. Walmart, Target, Amazon, all these companies experience this. Will your will your bets still be there? Yes, your bets will still be there. Will your account balance still will be there? Yes, your account balance will still be there. You just can't place bets on those platforms right now, and unfortunately. It's one of those things in the sports betting business that happens. So that's why I always say you guys got to have a couple books. So you just got to be prepared for stuff like this to happen. When you're dealing with technology, unfortunately, stuff, stuff happens. But I will say this. If I do have a card on file at one of those books, I would be careful and definitely monitor that. Also, the big news this week, Le'Veon Bell. I do remember a certain guy say, hey, I'm not going to draft a five foot nothing running back who can't run in between the tackles and can't pass pro. Oh, yeah, that was me. And people called me an idiot. And people said, you don't know what you're talking about. Fast forward, Edwards Alaire is doing such a goddamn shitty job. The only game he was relevant was the first game against the Texans. Texans didn't look prepared at all, at all, and he still couldn't score a touchdown, and he was giving up sacks because that's how shitty he is in pass pro. When they drafted him, I said it was a bad pick. They should have drafted a pass rusher. Everyone was drafting in the top 10. I told you guys not to draft him in the top 10. All you guys... I get the amounts of money to hate, so that's when I take these little victory laps. If I'm wrong, hey, I've always come on here when I'm wrong, and I admit I'm wrong on shit. I'm one of the few guys who does have a bad day gambling. I post my shit. Good day gambling, I post my shit. Win or lose, I post my shit. I'm going to experience both highs and both lows. But the thing is, I am very good at evaluating talent. And the two guys I was very low on that were drafted over were Clyde Edwards-Alaire I think it's safe to say I was right on this one so far because the Chiefs are obviously bringing in a different player because they aren't satisfied with what he's able to do and Tua. And I got hate on both. So, yeah, let's kind of pump the brakes and realize that old Uncle Eric knows what's up when he starts breaking down talent. Um, I'm going to talk about it later with Scotty, 
How I envision this working is very simple. Edwards Hilaire will get the first down work, the second down work. Anything that's short yardage, passing down, or goal line, that's going to be Le'Veon Bell. So with that being said, if you are a fantasy football player, obviously Bell's the guy I want. And if you look, he has the Jets and the Panthers and then the bye. If he blows up that Panthers game and you have a significant hole in your roster, I would look to move him. That would be my plan going forward. Also, let me give you this nil nugget. I, we, Scotty and I didn't get a chance to talk about this. And I tried to try to trade for him in my league, but of course no one no one will fucking trade with me in my in one in any of my leagues because they follow me on these social media platforms and they know I think something's up. So I let the the thought out of the bag. I think DeAndre Swift is going to bust. I think he's going to bust out of it. I think they're going to say, hey, two weeks, how can we get it, it coming off the bye week? How can we get this kid the ball more? And I think he's going to be in a hell of a game against the Jags. Lions have a great schedule against teams that are awful defending the run. This is a game that Patricia and his staff need to win to secure their future coaching. So it's going to be a lot like what we saw in Arizona, ground the ball on the ground the ball on the ground and limit the possessions of the offense. I think how the game's going to play out, Peterson will start, Swift will get some runs, scores an easy TD and they'll just get more and more work. So I'm loving DeAndre Swift this week and I love him for season long long term. If you guys can trade for DeAndre Swift at an insanely low price, this is one I would do. I would totally go in and trade for him. But like I said, unfortunately, nobody in my leagues wants to trade with me for whatever reason. Also, just so everyone remembers the schedule for the week, Monday podcast review, the Monday night game, excuse me, the Sunday action. Tuesday is when waiver wires come out. Wednesday is rankings. I'm going to start to do a blog Thursday or Friday. Saturday, of course, the pod. Sunday, those of you that are my members, we get the DFS breakdown. Along with those every day, I will be sending out the bets. We have a loaded card today in terms of college football. May have an MLB play if any of my online books get up. So, yeah, it's going to be a great day of sports. We are looking forward to it. Now, some of you may know this. Some of you may not. One of the big things right now any gambler will do that has a family, has kid family, wife, kids, girlfriend, whatever, is learning how to balance time. And I'm not going to lie, guys. Right now, I am seeing a girl, great girl, way out of the kids' league. But Jesus Christ, being able to balance putting in the research to do everything is turning into a pain in the ass. But I think I am getting the hang of it. But a funny story with her. So she was out of town. She came back to town over at my place doing laundry. She forgot something in her car. I'm a big dude, guys. I'm six foot three, and she's like five four. So she was doing laundry. She had came back from Virginia. She had gone out to Virginia to help her her friend's mom. She comes back doing laundry, grabs one of my shirts, goes out to the car because she forgot something in it. Later that day, I'm outside, and my neighbor comes up to me, and he goes. I'd appreciate it if it didn't look like you were running a strip club here. What? So let me get this straight. Just because I, I, I looked at him, I go, so why do you say that? He goes, 
You some half-naked girl was walking out of your place. Okay. Again, she's five foot four. I'm six three. So obviously her, my shirt on her is gonna be down. So it looked like she was just had a shirt on. Okay, that's fine. But she did have shorts on. She wasn't a runner walking around with hooch and cooch out. So I kind of explained that to him, and he's like, but still, you know, that shouldn't be going on. And I just kind of looked at him, and I was like, well, for, I also want to thank you for thinking that I could date a stripper and because you think she's hot. And he kind of gave me a weird look while I walked away. So I'm telling this girl this thing last night when we got back from dinner. I was like, hey, I have a funny story to tell you. She got all hood. It was great. She start, when I'm telling the story, she's like, who, who said this? Where is he? She starts taking off her earrings like she's ready to go fight the motherfucker. I thought it was one of the funnier things. And I wish I could have done a better job explaining it. And it's also funny because she's starting to get into gambling a little bit more. Like I'm, she's out in the living room right now, currently grinding out Kentucky plus the six and a half. And I can hear her cheering. So obviously Kentucky is covering the spread, which is kind of funny. I mean, a hot chick, a successful chick, and like sports, eh, sign me up, boys. Sign me up. So, but it, I'm, I'm getting better. So that's why I've been late in a couple times with the post, just because if I do put stuff out to you guys, I want it to be on point because you are trusting me. But interesting game of the NFL this week. There's a couple of games I have circled again with this COVID stuff. Jesus, it's like stuff is changing right and left that you just don't know who's going to be playing, what's going to be playing. I usually like sending my plays out Saturday night to everyone so that way they can get them in. This night, it's probably going to be Sunday again, Sunday morning with the DFS breakdown. I have a couple memberships available. Anyone wants to hop on the team i think we won like six five six baseball bets in a row baseball's looking good college football killing it nfl dfs and betting pre- betting's been not as good as it's been in the past betting will i haven't been where i was last year but i promise everybody i will turn it around dfs dfs breakdown's been on great so again if you guys are looking for memberships slide into those dms so now we'd like to welcome Scotty, a.k.a. Fantasy Football Wishlist, to the show. Scotty, first of all, let me wish you happy birthday, man. Oh, thank you very much, my bro. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just fabulous, my man. Excited to be on here. Um, well, the bigger question is, what is the cocktail of choice for the birthday? Uh, I, you know what? I, I do like my bourbon. I think I'll just uh, be casual with bourbon and just uh, go with the flow with that. It'll I, make me feel uh, nice and relaxed today. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's actually my daughter's birthday, but I'll still have I'll still have the bourbon though. You know, I gotta celebrate her. No, no shame in the bourbon consumption whatsoever. I've been known to down a couple myself. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean she's two. I gotta celebrate for her. You know what I mean? So, Scotty, why don't you tell people how you got into fantasy football? Listen, man, I always like the adrenaline of uh, uh, gambling. So, early teens, fourteen, fifteen years old, I. You know, man, I made $48 on my weekly paycheck and used 20 of it to bet on the uh, Super Bowl coin toss. So I was asked by my cousin, my older cousin, to join his fantasy league. I knew nothing about fantasy football, but I joined his league, showed up to his house, a bunch of dudes in his living room, eating as much as they can. And, 
you know, you, you're gambling on sports, and uh, that's what got me into it. And that was back in 1999, showing off how old I am. Showing my age right there, but, you know, man, I started uh, over 20 years ago, and I'm still doing it now, and uh, I'm loving every minute of it. I will give you credit where credit is due. You're one of the sharpest guys out there. I see your post. You're ahead of the curve on a lot of the stuff you post out there, man. So if you guys aren't following him, make sure you're following him. We have an interesting slate of games this weekend. Let's dive right into some players you like. What are your top three quarterbacks for this weekend? You got it, bro. You know what? The Jaguars are uh, one of the bottom-ranked defenses against the pass, I believe. They're ranked uh, 31st. Just these past two weeks, they gave up over 650 yards to Burrow and Watson. And um, if they're not giving up 300 yards passing, they're giving two touchdowns up. So I'm very high on Stafford this week um, on the Lions. I will tell you what. I am from Michigan, and I have a man crush on Matt Stafford. (laughs) I I believe him, man. I'm (laughs) I'm a Washington football team fan, so I want a quarterback close to Stafford. So if you could just give me some of his skill, I'd appreciate it. Okay, so you like you like Stafford against the. I like Stafford, the... and I'm going to go with my number two. Is that good? That's good. Who's your number two? Uh, I'm actually I'm going with Fitzmagic uh, okay. with the Miami Dolphins going against the Jets. They are a complete circus right now. They just lost Le'Veon Bell. They got nothing really going for them, and only once. They did not allow two TDs versus a quarterback. So um, I think Fitzmagic is going to at least throw for two TDs, over 250 yards passing, and um, you should have some good numbers coming from him. Okay, so Stafford one, Fitzpatrick two. And who's uh, who's number three? Number three is actually like a pretty bigger name, but he's under the radar. He had COVID. It's Cam Newton. With him having COVID and being off the last couple weeks, I think people are overlooking getting him back into the lineup. He has 150 yards rushing uh, four t- and four TDs in three games. So, I mean, Cam Newton is a guy that you just got to plug right in there. I mean, people picked him as a QB2, not knowing what he was going to give this year, but he's putting up QB1 numbers all season so far. So I'm, I'm confident in him. And you hit the nail on the head. Us in society, we always get caught up in what's happening now, and we tend to forget about what people – are and Newton in that offense they're running he's putting up great numbers so that's a that's a good point by you what is there any quarterbacks we should stay away from this weekend Carson Wentz versus Baltimore I mean there's no reason and so far this season to even be confident in Carson Wentz to begin with but uh going against Baltimore is even a uh even a riskier pick right there so I'm staying away from Carson Wentz and trying to find um if you were lucky enough to get Herbert off the waivers I definitely start him every week over Wentz yeah, Wentz is just, like, so poor. And, I mean... Exactly. Like, is it the offensive line? Is it because Peterson's not as smart as everyone thinks he is? Uh, it, there's a lot of questions in Philly this year. A lot of... I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry, to cut, I'm sorry to cut you off, my man. I, I mean, it doesn't help that his wide receivers are hurt. Um, it doesn't help that he has some offensive linemen hurt. But to be honest with you, he, he just he looks off. He's um, even his passes. He's overthrowing guys, throwing behind guys. Um, it, you know, it's just I would stay away from him this year. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because the girlfriend has been watching unsolved mysteries with her that I'm into conspiracy th- theories. But it, it just seems to me that he's not targeting Ertz as much as he should be. Ertz is his boy, and Ertz isn't getting any run whatsoever this year. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, he's he's really his only target, and you got Miles Sanders in the backfield, but 
Hart should be getting targeted at least ten times a game, and he's not. And I, I can't. I don't have an answer for you for that. It's, it's just something's amok. Let's say in Philly. Now let's look at the uh, the running back position. How do you feel about the running back position? What are you, what are your top three guys? I have two guys on my top three are like prove it weeks for them. I'm going to start off with the guy that aren't a proven week. I'm going to give David Montgomery a start this week. Um, I think he breaks out. I know he's been slow. I know he's been frustrating fantasy owners. The last two weeks, he went against the Bucks and the Colts. Their D-line is incredible. He's been slowed down with that. But last week, he's getting more in the past some aspect of the offense. He had seven catches last week. He's going against the Panthers, and they allowed a TD four of the last five games. So I'm thinking David Montgomery gets in the end zone this week, and he, he makes a name for himself to be a uh, running back, too, moving forward. One of my best angles in daily fantasy. I'm not going to lie. I, I paid for last year's Christmas and a vacation just playing nice. daily fantasy, playing running backs against the Panthers. It's just insane how bad the Panthers are against the uh, against the run. Speaking of, I know we're going to talk about play callers later, and I'm in the Chicagoland area, and I hate Nagy. Just, just, I, it just blows my mind away. He's like really good with like the first ten plays, fifteen script, twenty plays, whatever the scripted plays. But then he just seems like a stubborn old man to me. Like I don't think I think Montgomery's great, and what do you have like ten ten rushes against Tampa, ten against. Indy, but he only had 14 against the Colt, against the Falcons, and only 16 against the Giants. I just don't think they give him the ball enough. I mean, I like your thought. I'm going to use him in DFS, but more importantly, what do you think of Nagy? I guess that's my question. No, absolutely. I'm actually shocked because um, I got burned last year. I picked David Montgomery. I was very high on Nagy last year. I actually thought he was going to give David Montgomery the ball 20 times a game. He was going to be the star last year. I thought Nagy would have learned from his mistake last year and gave David Montgomery the ball more this year, and he's just, uh, I don't think he's getting it. He's like uh, turning into Adam Gase from the Jets. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Um, David Montgomery has the skill set. He has the hands. He's not being utilized enough, and uh, it's frustrating to owners, but I believe he breaks loose this week. I'm I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. He's, I, I have him locked in one of my, line, one of my uh, daily fantasy lineups. What other running backs are we looking at this week? You know what? I, I'm actually. I want to. I want people to pay attention to Damian Harris on the Patriots. They were really high on him in training camp. Belichick, you know, he, he uh, usually switches up running backs, kind of frustrating the fantasy owners. Damian Harris last week on 17 carries had 100 uh, yards rushing. They're very high on him in training camp. He looked good last week. This week, he uh, if he performs, you could uh, probably place him as a running back too moving forward because. Um, He'll be the Sonny Michelle now that Sonny Michelle's hurt. And I'll give you credit. You've been pumping this kid for a while. You were one of the first I saw him on social media on him. And he, what was the game against the, the Chiefs? He he balled out. Yeah, no. He has the skill set. He kind of disappointed people last year. He didn't get enough opportunity. But especially with um, Sonny Michelle hurt, um, Rex Burke had put numbers up because there's nobody else out there. But with Damian Harris there, he's going to get the carries where Michelle would, and uh, James White will be the passing down back. And um, I have a feeling they're going to let Cam run less because uh, they don't want him hurt by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So that's where Damian Harris comes in. And uh, what's what's the other running back? The other running back, you got to pay attention what what's happening with Melvin Gordon. If he has to sit out for his DUI charge, um, Phil Lindsay's back. 
And Phil Lindsay did great last year. And when he was uh, called upon this year before getting hurt, he put up numbers. So, I mean, if he's getting the full workload, and they're, they're going to be behind against the Patriots, but he's going to be catching balls out of the backfield. And if Gordon is out, Phil Lindsay, I'm very confident starting this week, especially with um, the bye weeks happening. You have uh, Carson, a couple other running backs on byes. I'd slip Phil Lindsay and Damian Harris in there and with confidence. I just don't understand how with Uber, Lyft, and a lot of people don't know this, with the uh, Players Association, they ha- they if you play in the NFL, they give you a number where if you're out, here, call this number, we'll pick you up, no questions asked. How the hell do you get in the car when you're drunk? You know what I mean? That's just something that will always blow my mind and just shows how, I'll say idiotic, Melvin Gordon was. I don't know how all these players that make these mistakes, you have you have everything for you right now, and you mess it up like that. It, it's um, Like I said, it's mind-boggling, man. I mean... I, I just I was thinking about it today when I was I was working out. I was like, God damn. If I was young in my twenties again and I had a number where people would pick me up out of a bar, no questions asked, and take me wherever, I would abuse the shit out of that privilege. Listen to me. If I'm a millionaire, I'm not driving anywhere. Oh God no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Just, I have nice cars with somebody driving me, I'll tell you that. Oh, it just, it just, sometimes you just scratch your head and you're like, what the F? Um, in terms of, is there any running backs you're not high on this week or anything? Um, not that I'm not high on, I actually, people are going to think Gore is going to take over for, um, now that Bell's gone, Frank Gore is going to take over for the Jets. I actually think the Jets are going to turn to pre-Rhyme. Yeah. Um more than Gore, so I wouldn't just assume that Gore is going to get the opportunity. Mark Ingram's been a disappointment this year, but you know I don't really have anybody set in stone that's going to have a bad week this week. I'm more focused on um, who's going to be replacing for the bye weeks and trying to find uh, a spark there. And the thing with the Ravens that pisses me off is they have the best rushing game in my eyes, but you never know who's going to get the goddamn ball. Right. Like, it's like a week-in, week-out thing. And to your point on Pirine, a lot of the times people forget, if you have a fourth-round pick, you're not going to draft a kid and then not play him, unless you're, right. the, unless you're the Lions with DeAndre Swift. But they drafted Pirine in the first, the fourth round, excuse me. So what you're saying makes sense, that he's going to be able to get some run again moving forward for the, uh, for the Jets instead of old man Frank Gore. Let's dive into wide receivers now. What are your uh, thought processes on wide receivers this week? Well, you're the Michigan guy, so you're going to love this one. you got to go with Galladay versus the Jaguars. I don't see the Jaguars have a guy who could guard a man that size and speed. They, they, again, they're ranked in the bottom half of the league, um, ranked 30 against the pass. And uh, Stafford's number one target. you got to go with him. Even though Hawkinson's having a great uh, season as well, you must be happy with that. Um, but Galladay's the guy. He's... Uh, I have him for over 100 yards and a touchdown this week. Easy. Oh, my God. If he could do that. I'll be honest. At this point right now, I'm just hoping for a win. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm just hoping for my standards. Basically, with the Lions football, and I was trying to explain this to the girlfriend last night when we are out to dinner, my right. standards are it's a Thursday night in college, and it's 1.45 a.m. That's my standards <laughs> right now with Lions football. 
If I can just get a girl interested in me, I'm I, I won. If I can just get a win with the Lions right now, I've won. And that's kind of where I'm at right now with my football team. Well, I'm in the same boat as you, and uh, I'm a Washington fan. And going forward with that, my number two, I guess uh, we both have high hopes this week. I got uh, Terry McLaurin okay. versus the Giants this week. I don't want people to get fooled. He got shut down last week versus the Rams, but uh, that had something to do with Aaron Donald was in the backfield on the quarterback within one second. Uh, we weren't able to block Aaron Donald. You know, uh, Kyle Allen actually had a good pass percentage before he uh, got headbutt and taken out of the game. He, he's a stud. I think Terry McLaurin's a stud. He's the only target the Redskins have. You know, I mean, if you want to call Washington having a threat, it would be Terry McLaurin. Um, I actually think the Giants are going to win this week. I was going to ask you that for a, uh, a suicide pool. <laughs> but um, I think the Giants win. Redskins are going to be behind. They're going to be throwing the ball. And there's nobody else on that team other than Terry McLaurin. He's going to get 10 targets, and uh, hopefully he can sneak up some good stats. Okay. Scary Scary Terry won me a fantasy league last year, so I got nothing I got nothing but love for Scary Terry. I mean, I got to say, because, I mean, I follow Washington more than any other team. Um, you had Odell Beckham working with him in the offseason and asking him for tips. And uh, you have a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, who's a future Hall of Famer. And um, he was uh, speaking to Terry and just – raving about him and when you have a guy like that raving about you it's it speaks volume yeah i mean fitzgerald it's rare when you get a guy in the nfl that no one talks bad about and fitzgerald's that guy i love fitz i love fitz it's kind of like there's nobody that says a bad word about that guy which blows my mind the guy's got hands oh and he's been in the leagues so so long, you know, made the transition from outside to the slot. He's just willing to do whatever it takes to win. Hopefully the cards can get to the playoffs and make a little magic happen for him when he's getting to the twilight of his career. In terms of wide receivers you're not high on, anyone, anything jump off the board? No, nobody jumps off the board. Uh, you just got to be careful. Um, Michael Gallup on the Cowboys um, is going to drop with Andy Dalton now. Um, I think Andy Dalton is going to be safe play, um, handing the ball to Zeke, dropping the ball off to Zeke. And Amari um, Cooper, is gonna, I think, is going to benefit most there. Um, C.D. Lamb has been surprising. I mean, I know out of college how good he was. Um, I was upset that the Cowboys got him because he's in the division versus my favorite team. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Gallup is going to get hurt um, moving forward with uh, Dak Prescott. So let me, let me ask you. This is off script because I didn't send this question to you before, but you brought up Dalton. I'm in one league, and this is gonna this is gonna blow blow your mind. I have the second most points scored, and my record is 0 four and one. If it, oh, 0-4 I have the same. I have the same thing. I have one of the most points against me. No, no team. I have the most points scored. Second most points scored overall. So I'm putting up huge numbers, and I'm just getting sand. Like I put up 135 last week with Matt Ryan shitting the bed. And I guess my question to you is: Do I do I go with road Matt Ryan with getting Julio back, and he does have good numbers when Julio plays against Minnesota, who's not good defensively, or do I go with the Red Rocket Andy Dalton and Monday Night against that Cardinals defense? If you're in my position, who would you start? I'm in your position. I'm going Dalton 
but let me just make something clear, and I hope for whoever's listening listens to this. If you're putting up that many points each week, you're getting hit with bad luck. Do not panic. Do not make trades. Do not panic and change what you're doing with your um, your roster. Keep doing what you're doing. You're getting hit with a brick wall of bad luck, but you're putting up the points, and that's what you want to do in fantasy. You want to put up points. So just be patient. Put those lineups in that you're usually putting in and hope for the best, like you with the betting. And I, um, I like to thank you because uh, you definitely had me win a couple bucks and put some money in my uh, pockets. In betting, sometimes you hit bad luck. Uh, you, you make the educated guess, which this is all is. If nothing is fact, because if it was fact, we'd all be millionaires betting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an educated guess. You're making, you're getting high points in your uh, fantasy league. Don't make big changes. But I would play Andy Dalton over Brian. And uh, another another thing to piggyback what you were saying with with me, you you mentioned trades. Tell me what you think of this trade that was proposed to me. I sandbagged this guy, and this guy got all sensitive in my league. He offered me Kittle. Now, tight end wise, I have Johnny Smith, and I he's not an injury liability as Kittle is in my no. eyes. No, he offered me Kittle, Darius Slayton, and John Brown for. DK Metcalf and Will Fuller. Yeah, there's. Here's the thing. He's offering you two wide receivers, and you know this just by your answer to me and how you're explaining it to me. Slayton and uh, Brown will never be in your starting lineup, so they're basically just, um, I guess, guys that you could drop for uh, waiver pickups. Kittle is the upgrade there, of course, but not worth Will Fuller and DK Metcalf, um, especially with you. Have we didn't get the tight ends yet? Smith on the Titans, dude, he has a – I'm going to repeat myself when tight ends get brought up. He has five touchdowns in four games. Yeah. This guy's a, a monster. He's a machine. Um, Tannehill loves him. And, um, you know, I, I hope uh, – I didn't say the wrong thing, but I'm hoping you're keeping DK Metcalf and uh, Will Fuller. I mean, I – DK Metcalf, I had this huge thing I came out with like in, when we're in lockdown, about how I love this guy. And he was, him and Chubb, and of course Chubb gets hurt, were the yeah. two guys I wanted and I got in every league. So I, 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 wrote, I made fun of the guy on social media and then the guy got all sensitive. So I, I definitely turned that, that trade down. So. And Eric, if I can say one thing, uh, back in the summer I uh, made a video on YouTube on wide receivers. And I know this is a big comparison and uh, kind of, you know, it, he's making me look good. I compared DK Metcalf in uh, my YouTube video this summer um, to Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. He, um, he didn't put enough time in to uh, put Calvin Johnson numbers up yet, but he has size, speed, hands, and his quarterback trusts him. So mm-hmm. you, you, that's what you go with. And to piggy, I totally agree with everything you said, but to piggyback one more thing. His willingness to learn. When he came out of college, he was a real body catcher. But now if you watch watch him now, he is using his hands. So that means he's taking to coaching, which when you're in the NFL, for some people, is very hard to do. So I completely agree. I think the sky's the limit for him. I love DK Metcalf. Love him. I just wish I had abs like him. I'm sure the girlfriend does too. <laughs> no, I, I have one ab. It, it's a belly. Uh, I definitely have one ab. It's a belly. But uh, no, DK Metcalf, I wanted uh, Washington to pick him 
instead of them getting Haskins, actually. But uh, mm-hmm. Haskins dropped to us. But I love DK Metcalf. Yeah, great talent. Great talent. So now let's jump to, the, like we mentioned, the tight ends. Tight ends this week. What are you looking at? I'm going with Evan Ingram against Washington. Uh, as a fan, we haven't stopped a tight end in the last 20 years. Um, they usually put up numbers. The Giants are just its just a horrible team as well. It's just going to be a bad game. Washington can't cover tight ends. They're going to put pressure on uh, Daniel Jones because their D-line is actually very good. But their secondary is suspect. I think Evan Ingram, is a, if this is going to be a breakout game, um, this is it. If not, Evan Ingram is a complete bust. So, two questions. Two questions, two follow-up questions. Number one, my other tight end is Evan Ingram. <laughs> so, oh my God. should I go Ingram or oh, Smith no. this week? Listen, oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I might be losing. Oh, they're going against Houston Texans? Yeah. Oh, my God. Flip, flip a coin. I, I go with Juno Smith because he, he's putting up numbers week in and week out. Evan yeah. Ingram has been a I, – I was so high on Evan Ingram this year, and um, – you know, I make educated guesses, and uh, I'm right seven out of ten times. This is one of the three I was wrong on. Uh, I thought Evan Ingram was going to explode. I thought he was going to have a better year than Mark Andrews. And this guy's making me look like a fool over here. So, oh, I was, I was high. I was high on Ingram too, just because of Garrett's ability to uh, throw to the tight end, which he did as a play caller when he was with the Cowboys. And Ingram has been a total disappointment. And next, my next, my next question to piggyback a Giants thought. Hypothetically, you're the Giants GM. You have the second pick in the draft. Whoever has the first pick took Lawrence. Are you taking an O lineman, or are you going to take a quarterback, Justin Fields? I don't think they're going to jump on Justin Fields. I think they might make a trade offer for whoever has the first pick. I mean, you're going to have to give up a bundle. I mean, you're talking to a guy who. We traded three first-round picks for RG3, so I know the cost of getting that first pick is a lot, but if they're not getting Lawrence, I, um, they're going to go elsewhere. They might they might go with the LSU wide receiver or um, might work on that defense, but um, that, that Sewell guy, um, I forget, he's on Oregon, right? Yep, the offensive guard offensive from the offensive lineman. They, yeah. say, they say he's like a no-brain pick, but um, uh, as the year gets closer for the NFL draft, I'll know more about that. But right now, um, off the top of my head, they're either going Lawrence or they're going to go elsewhere. Okay. All right. What What other tight ends are you looking at this week? Um, your boy. I mentioned them. Hawkinson uh, versus the Jags. I think, I mean, just by looking at it, I think Detroit's going to – the only way the Jags are going to stay in this game is how smart Minshew is. Uh, Garner Minshew is just a smart quarterback. He's not flashy. Other than his mustache, but um, he, I think Detroit Stafford's going to throw the ball around, and it's just going to be uh, Galladay and Hawkinson all day. I'm I'm hoping. I am really hoping. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not even a Detroit fan, but I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm hyping this team up. <laughs> I mean, Hawkinson and Galladay are going to have big big weeks. I have a lot of Detroit gear. If you want me to send you a T-shirt for the weekend, man, just let me know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just for just for this weekend, you got it. But four out of the last five games, Hawkinson had um, at least four catches for fifty plus yards. You know, that's if you're talking about that being your floor, mm-hmm. four catches, fifty plus yards. That, that's the worst case. I, I think you're going to get better than that. But um, especially with pies happening, that's a, that's a good pickup right there. And, and uh, my third, my third, as we mentioned, I mean, we're just re- uh, repeating. But here, here we go. I, 
I'm going with Smith from Tennessee. He has five TDs in four games. He's making a name for himself. Um, I had him as a sleeper early on before drafts were happening, but to be honest with you, I didn't know he was going to explode this much. Um, he, he, he's becoming a every day, every week start, and um, like we mentioned before, I, I'd start him over Evan Ingram just for the fact that he's been more stable. Um, but uh, yeah, Juno Smith is my number three tight end. He's kind of morphed into that rare group where he's like a no-brainer start no matter what's going on. He's getting seven targets of the game. So yeah. he's being looked at at every game. The tight end uh, position this year, like there's no one breaking out. Like um, Hayden Hurst was supposed to break out. He's being a bust. Higby was supposed to break out. Bust. It, my mind's going to blank. You got that Green Bay tight end. Uh, to, uh, yeah, to, um, whatever. Is, I know exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, you know what I mean. Yeah. Now that Devontae Adams is coming back, He's, Sell him high. He's going to be off the charts. They're mm-hmm. going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. But there's no tight ends out there other than the top, like Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews. So And, and Waller. My big joke about Mark Andrews is he only does stuff against shitty teams. Because like, even the game against the Chiefs, he real, he did nothing. He had like two drops. What is there any tight ends you're not, not really that high on this week? It's really it's really tough because there's no tight ends that are good, honestly, in my opinion, um, other than your top core. Um, you, you don't know what you're getting from Hurst. You don't know what you're getting from Higby. You don't know what you're getting from these guys. So you got to stick with the, the short things like Juno Smith, uh, Kelsey, and um, take the chances with Evan Ingram versus a horrible uh, Redskins secondary. Hawkinson versus a horrible Jags. you got to go by matchups. Yeah, you gotta you got to know what you're getting you know what i mean you're just not going to go to the store and you're just going to say oh i'm going to get this you know you know what you want when you go to the store and that's what you should look for so i i get what you're saying that's yeah i apologize for not being more specific but the tight end position is the biggest question mark this year no it's a dog shit if you don't have one of the if you don't have one of the top guys this week Uh, it it sucks in season long because you're constantly battling and you're constantly behind the ball Exactly. It's a crapshoot. You have no idea. Now, I'm a big believer in play callers, and play callers and systems help make the players. Right. What In terms of play calling system, who who do you like? I love Andy Reid, and I love Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I go back to Mike Shanahan with Denver, and now he has his son Kyle Shanahan calling plays. Um, you got McVay from the Rams. Um, I just like trends. These guys have proven for, I mean, over a decade that they always have good running backs and good offenses. Andy Reid started with the Eagles. He had a top five running back in Westbrook, top five running back in McCoy, top five running back in Kareem Hunt. Now he drafted Hilaire. He always has good running backs. Yep. Then you go to Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I followed him because... Um, you know, uh, Mike Shanahan with Denver with all those no-name running backs that he made stars. Now, Kyle Shanahan, the son, with the Browns, he made Isaiah Crowell a good running back. Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman with the Falcons were unstoppable. Alfred Morris was a top running back. But the things, when Kyle Shanahan leaves these guys, they're out of football. Like, when Andy Reid leaves these guys, they're out of football. Like, wherever they go, 
they get star offensive weapons, and Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, you're safe with uh, picking in their offensive weapons. Look at Mostert. I mean, I think if Mostert goes to any other team, he's not going to be as impactful as he is with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. That's why I was blown away at the beginning of the year or the off season or whenever it was. He was holding out demanding a trade. I'm, I'm like, dude, play this year, put up insane numbers, get your check, and then run off to the sunset. Because there is a reason, Mozart, you were cut by so many teams. Thank you. And Thank you. that's just the thing with that. And then one guy, I always like Kubiak. I like Kubiak and Rick Dennison. I mean, oh. those two, I love those two. They totally flew over my head, and you're 100% right, my man. I got to give you that. I mean, those two are just work wonders together, and that's why this week, I mean, Madison's just going to put up the same amount of production as Delvin Cook Delvin Cook has been. Now you, oh, ma- one, Yeah, go ahead. One, I'm sorry, 100%. And I didn't mention Madison because I'm trying to pick out guys like three top three of like um, – who you might question starting. Mm-hmm. Madison is a must-start. Uh, he's going to put Dalvin Cook numbers up. Um, he's an RB1 this week versus the Falcons. I mean, he's, he's going to blow it up. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm definitely going to play him in some DFS lineups. Now, you mentioned Andy Reid, and obviously the big news of the week was the signing of Michigan State's finest, Le'Veon Bell. What uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm getting a lot of uh, a lot, lot of um, in the community not liking my uh, observation on Le'Veon Bell, but uh, they have to understand something. Le'Veon Bell is going to help the Kansas City Chiefs team more than he's going to help fantasy teams. Um, it's a great move for the Chiefs. I don't like Le'Veon Bell to begin with because he did that whole holdout to you uh, two or three. Years ago, yep. he didn't really do too well with the Jets, even though Adam Gase is part of that. But um, he's going to help the Chiefs. But with uh, him going to the Chiefs fantasy wise, I think it hurts both him and Hilaire. Yeah, for sure. And my thing is, and I'm almost to the point where I'm going to be doing my victory lap, making posts and sending messages of people that sent me stuff saying I was an idiot. Almost at that point, but not quite yet. I hated the Alaire pick just because of his size. He couldn't run in between the tackles, and he's a zero factor in pass pro. And to me, what this move symbolizes is they're just not happy with what they're getting from him. I think Alaire will get like some of the early down work, but any goal line stuff and, pa- and pass catching stuff, it's going to be Bell. I, I agree 100%. And to um, follow you up on that, um, Alaire had had 10 carries inside the 10-yard line, and I'm watching the same games as you are. He has no touchdowns inside the 10-yard line. Um, he is a small guy. Once he gets hit, he goes down. I don't think he's going to completely get out of the offense, but um, Le'Veon Bell is definitely an upgrade to um, Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson, so you're going to see Le'Veon Bell take over the third third down role, and uh, Alaire, unfortunately, is going to lose the goal line work. So all those people that sipped the Kool-Aid and drafted him 10th, I mean, you guys need to be coming up with some sort of plan B because that's a wasted pick in the ten, in the top 10. I am an Alaire owner. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It does hurt. Um, I do have Jonathan Taylor, though, as my okay. number three. So 
he'll probably take over the starting spot. Um, but I, I honestly, you're not going to have Bell this week because with the COVID protocol, um, Bell can't play for the Chiefs this week, I believe. Correct. Um, next next week, <clears throat> I think he's going to try to fit into the system versus Denver, get a feel. Um, but in week eight, they play the Jets, and you know they're going to feed Bell the ball and um, just to prove that they made a mistake. I mean, and after the Jets, they play the Panthers. <laughs> so, I mean. Uh, yeah, I know. It's frustrating. <laughs> so, for Hilaire, oh, Hilaire, Hilaire owners, they have to, um, you know, decide what you're going to do. I, I don't think Hilaire's going to completely um, get taken out. I have a feeling Bell's going to do what LaShawn McCoy did last year. Yep. LaShawn Lashaw McCoy last year with the Chiefs, he had 101 rushing attempts last year in 13 games. So, he wasn't taking over. Uh, for Damian Williams, Damian Williams still put up numbers, and I think Alaire will still put up numbers, but he's going to move down to a running back two, even though you drafted um, Clyde for a number one. Now, when you give out advice for drafting a team, what is the best advice you can give? Don't draft a quarterback in the first five rounds. Draft three running backs in the first five rounds. Yep. Um, you you can wait on quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, but you, you, running backs are very scarce. Um, it's very hard to get a workhorse. When you're looking to pick a running back, you want to look at offensive line. Like you just said, you made a great point, man. Offensive play callers. Pick a running back in Andy Reid's offense. Pick a running back in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Kubiak. They're gonna, they put up numbers for running backs. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to the offensive linemen. And... Um, teams that will have big leads that they'll just hand the ball off on garbage time. Now, through five through the season so far, we're uh, this is week six we're starting right now. Through five weeks, what are some guys that have disappointed you? Disappointed me. I mean, anybody who's listening, um, if you picked a wide receiver in the first round, you probably picked uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, you probably picked Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. Um, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. All these injuries are disappointments. It's just a sad year, a weird year. It's just a nightmare for everyone. And I know you can't predict injuries, but I, I think the disappointments there are um, are the injuries that are happening. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about injuries, like I mentioned before, no tight end stepped up, really. Um, you, you have your core guys, and um, my hopes, and like I said, Evan Ingram, didn't step up. Hurst didn't step up. Higby didn't step. No one's stepping up um, other than Juno Smith. But, but um, you know, th- those are the most frustrating things in fantasy this year. And you're right. The the tight end, it's just such like a clusterfuck. It got to the point where if the I played, who did I play? I played your boy Logan Thomas. Oh, God. Sorry, man. <laughs> I, I, I ran out Logan Thomas. That's that's how desperate I was. Yeah, exactly. The guy who did that. Um, Absolutely. Like last year, you had Darren Waller and Mark Andrews who exploded. This yeah. year, you don't have that. He, I mean, Jono Smith is having a, a great year with the Titans, but he's not having the Darren Waller, what he did last year. No. He's not having what Mark Andrews did last year. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just it's frustrating. But the injuries, for the most part, is, is the most devastating thing that's happening in the fantasy teams. Now, on the flip side... Who has surprised you? Uh, dude, who? 
who knew about this guy James Robinson on the Jaguars? I, I, I had no idea who the hell this guy was. When Fournette was surprisingly um, let go by the Jaguars, uh, I said, go pick up Chris Thompson. He played with Jay Gruden with Washington, and he caught a lot of passes. I knew nothing about this Robinson guy. And uh, first of th- ah, going through the first five weeks, he has Allaire numbers. He's putting up the same numbers as Clyde Allaire, who went in the first round to compared to this guy who wasn't even drafted or known. Yeah, he's been he's been great. But my one worry about him, now granted, I'm a workout fiend. I work out way too much and my mind wanders when I work out. But there is that other guy, and I'm spacing on his name. He had that weird sounding name for the Jaguars. Now he's coming back soon, isn't he? You know who I'm talking about. Starts with an O. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. That's why I said I'll just call him. Starts with an O. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. Um, I mean, I'm worried about the Jaguars themselves. Do I believe that he's going to end up as a top ten running back? No, because he's compared to uh, Henry Kamara. He's mm-hmm. not going to mix with those guys, Jacobs and all. With, with all the injuries that are happening, having a guy like James Robinson is. So beneficial. It's, but it kind of gets to the point you made about the quarterback earlier. Think about how many people chased Lamar Jackson. You don't uh, like the main thing with me in fantasy, and this is what I always say and post out. You don't want to get Lamar Jackson. You want to get this year's Lamar Jackson. That, you, that nailed the point of mine, and let me um, follow that up with. Any quarterback that ranked number one the previous year, any quarterback the previous year ranked number one, did not make it to the top five the next year in the last decade. So, I mean, the trend, follow trends. I know it might not be the most popular and people are like, no, Lamar's the best, Lamar's the best. Follow the trends. The trends work. Um, When I first started doing fantasy 20 years ago, I wasn't following the trends. You'll learn it as you go on and you'll realize it works. You made a great point. You don't want to pick the Derrick Henry because he exploded last year. You want to pick the Derrick Henry this year. So who's going to be the Derrick Henry this year? Who's going to be the Lamar Jackson this year? And that's uh, I thought that of uh, Kyle Murray this year. I thought Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray is uh, going to be this year's Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, he's been putting up good numbers. Yeah. I, I mean, have. he's been putting up he's been putting up good numbers. So you, I think you're right on the path. Like, he's going to finish – Easily RP RB four three maybe depending yeah. on how it plays out. Now, of course, this wouldn't be one of my podcasts unless we had the annual shot on Bill O'Brien. Tell me what you think <laughs> about Billy O. Bill, Billy O. He, he, I hope he uh, took whatever money was left and got a nice couch to watch the games on. And he could borrow some of my bourbon if he couldn't afford that. I mean, that I there was never a coach. That frustrated me more than Billy O. And I really feel now that Deshaun, now granted I feel not this year because they have a lot of holes in that roster and they really don't have any draft picks thanks to Billy O. But I feel within four years the Texans are going to win a Super Bowl now. Possible, but I'm still shocked. I don't know about you. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Trading him was... uh, I know you got David Johnson in return, but that, that's nothing compared to having such a solid player in DeAndre Hopkins. And 
that was the icing on the cake, I believe. That was an awful trade. Like, I I spent two whole podcasts just sandbagging that trade. <laughs> and the th- the also the thing with the Texans, which Billy O did, was they have no first-round pick this year and no second-round pick this year. And yeah. I really think, like a lot of people I'm seeing have said, oh, obviously, Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy. My whole thing is, if I'm Eric Bieniemy or any assistant coach, your window to win is so small, where if you don't turn stuff around in the right direction in three years, at most, you're out. And when you don't have that draft capital to build, I, I really don't think this job is that attractive. That's why I'm giving it four years before they're able to do anything. They, they have the Sean Watson. That's what you really need. You need a good quarterback, which uh, I'm unaware of having. So um, you got that, and yeah, they got rid of all their draft capital. So it's going to be tough to try to rebuild with that. But uh, you're right. I think it's a, sometimes upgrades are what you get rid of. Yeah, so, that's true. I think getting rid of O'Brien is an upgrade. Yeah. Getting rid of Hopkins is a downgrade. Uh, but, no, you know what I mean? Um, I think getting rid of O'Brien's an upgrade, and uh, they should be moving forward. Uh, if Will Fuller could stay on the field, he could be a wide receiver one. He's very oh, talented. Sure. And Brand- Brandon Cook is very underrated. Very underrated. So, yeah. I mean, they do have a good core. And uh, you're right. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, made a name for themselves within four years. Scotty, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your day to come on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me at Fantasy Football Wishlist on Instagram. Uh, you can fo- find me on Fantasy Football Wishlist on YouTube. And um, hopefully I'm lucky enough uh, to be asked back on this show. I loved it. I'm flattered. And uh, I hope to see you guys soon. And uh, wishing you luck this week. Oh, thank you. I wish you luck, and thanks for coming on. And for sure, we'll definitely have you on within the next couple of weeks and uh, talk a little bit more fantasy. Eric, I really appreciate it, my man. I'll talk to you soon, and uh, have a great weekend. You too. So that was Scotty again, guys. If you're not following Scotty, please, please follow him. He is one of the sharpest guys out here in terms of fantasy. want to thank him for taking time out of his day. It's his daughter's birthday. She turns two, and he's out here trying to help you guys, provide you guys with a little knowledge. Thanks for tuning in for today's podcast. I will be back Monday while I'll be breaking down the games from Sunday. Have a good weekend. Be safe. And I'll talk to you guys then.